Hello and welcome to the Melomancy Podcast. In today's episode, we will debate on the ethics behind the selling of dry shampoo and whether or not it is exploitation of depressed people who just don't shower often enough. My name is Dylan. My name is Victim. I'm sorry, and I'm probably the people they're targeting. <laughs> All right, so uh, due to technical difficulties, this is the second time we've had to start from the beginning. So I'm just going to get through this part really fucking fast. Let me tell you. We now have podcast highlights, those things that other more popular podcasts do, cut highlights of their super long episodes that are really easy to digest. We're making those now. I cut up a bunch of highlights from the last two episodes because they were pretty good. And then I went back to my favorite episode in season one, the one where we talked about D&D and made a bunch of, of cuts of that one, which was pretty fun to hear again. I haven't heard that episode in a couple years. Some of my favorite stories are in there. And those are all hosted on a new channel on library, which you can see at odyssey.com. I'll put the link in the show notes. Also, I'm posting these clips as well on a peer tube instance run by a friend of mine. This is called tube.blob.cat or blob tube as they call it. Peer tube is a free and open source YouTube clone that federates. So me and stars on Shipposter club can see the videos post in our feed and hit the retweet button. Cause they're all fucking it's a protocol for what a post looks like. It's just a YouTube clone, and we're on a Twitter clone. So we see the YouTube posts, and it's all fucking interoperable. It's fucking cool, right? S- Whatever. Sir, it's retoot. Thank you very much. I'm going to strangle you. <laughs> but besides the point. So that's cool. Also, I understand Libri a little bit better now, but now is not the time. So. We have a bit of an agenda to get through, and we're going to try not to take two and a half hours to get through it, because holy shit, that's a lot of editing. So, there was a couple things we wanted to get to in the last episode that we didn't quite get to. Not quite. And, Victim, I'd like to give you the opportunity to raise those things. Ah, yes. So, Demon Souls is coming. Not to my hands, it isn't. (laughs) Because how many Canadian doubloons would that be? So, at at the absolute fucking lowest... It is $704. That is after taxes and exchange rate. That's to buy a digital-only PS5 and a copy of Demon's Souls. You can't just drive down to the border and buy it in America because your Canadian dollar is not worth anything. Yeah, no, it wouldn't work. And not to mention they'd screen the shit out of me because of COVID. But I think in American dollars, it's somewhere in the range of like five fifty. Because of that. Like that's after way ta- more reasonable. After like, That's estimating based on taxes, right? No, it'd be more like uh, 580, maybe 600. You sure? It's taxes is off of 470. That's fucked. Digital only is 499 here. What? No, no, digital only is 400. I'm pretty sure it's 499. No, no, that's that's the not that's the the physical one. I thought the physical one was 599. No. I'll just edit out all the keystrokes. Don't worry, guys. I got this. Sarge is right. No, no, no. So victim's gonna pay eight hundred. <laughs> victim, victim, we're we're both right here. It's it's probably closer to like four hundred though with taxes on everything. But he still right. pays almost double because the Canadian dollar is worth nothing. Yeah. So Canadian dollar right now is at. It used to be like way. I think back when we first started the podcast, it was like twenty five, twenty to twenty five cents in that range extra on the dollar. Now it's thirty five. So every $100 I spend Canadian towards American stuff is $135. It's 35 extra every single time. So per $100 on the on the on the PlayStation I pay 35 more. 
So if it's four hundred dollars, you pay thirty five times four, uh, added on to four hundred yep. already. And point thirty five. The game is seventy dollars. Yeah, which is seventy plus more money over a hundred for you. I don't know math. I have a I have a degree in computer science, not math. I yeah, I know. I already I already mathed it out though. It's 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 like se- it's seven hundred and four dollars. <laughs> I was so pissed. I mathed it all out. I grabbed a calculator. And I'm like, I'm gonna figure this out. So when I bitch and moan, I will know the number to say. <laughs> it's so fucking annoying because that's the the one game, the one fucking game. I bought a fucking PS4 just for Bloodborne. It's like that and Uncharted Four, the only two games that I can think of off the top of my head that I've played on my PS4. It's all I wanted it for. I paid a, Damn. a lot of money just to play fucking Bloodborne. And now I have to pay like almost like 200, 300 more fucking dollars than what I did then for Demon Souls. It's like, come on, man. Really? Like, I get the idea. But in Canada, it doesn't help. Like, we don't get any help with our with our currency shit. Brazil gets help. Russia gets help. All these other countries get help. <laughs> I give help. I have solutions. What's your, what do you suggest? Take your Canadian doubloons and then turn them into 10 grands. Holy shit. So I, I want to shit on Sony some more, but let me tell you. So in episode 22, we had Moon on the show. He's the admin for Shitposter Club. And he told a story about how um, he made like a joke cryptocurrency. That's a highlight on our highlights channel. <laughs> Wink. So that currency was worth like 25 cents when we recorded that. And since then, it's not because of us. Though I, I you can think that it is if it makes it's you feel 100% good. It's 100% because of us and anybody who doubts it can fight me right now literally anybody it's worth over six dollars now we sent it to the so moon. it went from being worth 25 cents to six dollars that's like a that's a pretty big increase so if i had like a thousand dollars of it i'd have like um i don't know i how. think moon owns us some royalties yeah <laughs> moon better fucking break off them 10 grands at my face <laughs> what the hell no we mooned his coin for we mooned his fucking shit coin for him and he's not he's not cutting us in. I am upset. We gave him You can't moon a we, moon. <laughs> hey man, there's a couple of planets out there that I'm sure could pull it off. We sent his shit coin to the moon, gave him all that free advertising, and he ain't even fucking paying us because he legitimately saw it as free advertising. Fight me, Moon. Fight uh-huh. Me. No, 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 no. I, somebody was buying it. Like, I remember reading, I think it was on their Discord, uh, that somebody was, like, buying it, and they're like, why? Stop. <laughs> but uh, anyway, the point is, that was cool to see. It's uh, worth more than Canadian dollars, that's for fucking sure. <laughs> it's good, man. And that's the funny thing. Like, American dollars have, have gone down over the years. Many people will tell you why. Sometimes they don't agree with each other, and I'm not going to go there. But... The American dollar is, is very devalued from from back in the day. I remember my dad was telling me he bought his first house for like, I think it was like 1700 bucks. Yeah, a lot of people my dad's old, say though. it's inflation, but I'm like, inflation's 2% a year. Bitch, that ain't, that ain't all inflation. It's inflation and like a devaluation of the dollar. <laughs> exactly. Like, shit is more expensive now. Like, and, and maybe it's because uh, the things that we're buying with it are more expensive than they used to be. Like land is valuable. It was less valuable when we were still conquering it. That's for fucking sure. Right. But, you know, I'm like, uh, like my, my parents were born in America. Their grandparents were not. And their great grandparents were certainly not. You know, back then, you know, there was no conquering of new land. And like the, the whole Manifest Destiny thing was over with. Right. But land is still expensive. It was cheaper back then. It's more expensive now. I don't know what the fuck happened. 
but now video games for Sony are going to be seventy dollars, yep. and that I, that's that's too it's, fucking much. They're asking me for seventy dollars for a game that's not even going to be good. I mean, Demon Souls remake is probably going to be great, victim. But like, I'm talking about the yeah. next tri- Sony AAA nonsense that they try to push out the door. Like, think about it this way, though. So, so think about it this way. Everyone's talked about wanting to up price games to maybe you know de uh de incentivize microtransactions or stupidly priced DLCs and and so on and so forth. But here's the thing: Sony didn't you know, get into a press conference and say, all right, guys, we're pricing them up 10 bucks. Fuck off with microtransactions. They didn't say that. No, they priced it up 10 bucks. I'm like, all right, now still fucking offload all your microtransactions and fuck consumers anyways. We're all making more money now, so it doesn't fucking matter. Sony's already been dropping the ball. Like, I, I could I could go on for fucking decades about how, like, they have shitty parental controls. I know that it might, means nothing to fucking anyone probably, but, like, that's just, like, you know, commonplace shit today that Xbox does well fucking uh i i know a mom I, I know a gamer mom that has told me about all that that's the only reason i know <laughs> but um you know on top of that they got like fucking backwards compatibility shit all their fucking forwards shit with the uh, fuck I, I i'm so angry i can't even remember all the fucking terms i was i had in mind point being though is that like there was a point in time when sony was like the pinnacle of moving forward in gaming and then when Xbox is like, you know what? Okay, we'll 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 join you, Sony. They're like, oh well, fuck. Now we don't want to do it. <laughs> We're gonna go be re- be regressive about it. Fuck you. They have really regressive tactics. It's like, oh, we will secure the 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 exclusives. Yeah. And and Microsoft, they they're not even trying for exclusives. There anymore. was a time when if you bought a Sony game, you would get a code to redeem it on Steam. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah that yeah, might be a Canada thing. You could do that. Well, that might maybe. be a, a EB Games Canada thing. I, no, I no, it was that. like you could like buy it off the digital store. I think even I don't remember the ins and outs. That was like back when I was in high school. But like you know, there was a point in time when Sony was trying to be like really for- consumer forward about everything. They they were like, oh, you, you know, you might have to buy this game twice if you want to buy it on, on, on uh, PC. Well, nah, fuck, dude. Here's a code. You know, they were almost like GOG levels of like consumer friendly. And like they, they definitely weren't there yet, but like they could have been. But then just I think it was around the PS3 or maybe it was the PS4 release. They just decided, nah, fuck it. We can just be dickheads and still make money. It's when they decided they would just make their own store. I mean, why would you give money yeah. away? I kind of get it, but like douchebaggy. You know, you know what I miss a lot? Hollywood video. Rest in peace. They when you pre-ordered a game and block. Well, Blockbuster didn't do this, though. Uh, what made me switch teams from Team Blockbuster to Team Hollywood Video was when you pre-ordered a game at Hollywood Video, uh, they would give you like a T-shirt of the game. So like I had like T-shirts from like all the Tekken games I bought that you can't get anywhere else. And it's like, oh, this is fucking cool. Or they would give you the guidebook, which usually doubled as an art book. Yeah. Right. And that was dope as shit. I remember I was looking at like my old art books the other day. Like I had like a... A Final Fantasy 13 one. I have like a Final Fantasy 8 one because I, I pre-ordered Final Fantasy games because I expected quality. So much of my childhood. I've been disappointed more than once, though. Crazy. Not Hollywood Video. I think they were owned by the same people, but it was called Game Crazy. It was the same store. Basically, Hollywood Video would have a section just for video games, and then that was they had their own door to the outside for, and they had their own sign. It was a, but it was store, one big store to purchase, not rent. To be clear. Yeah. See, we only had Blockbuster here for that shit. And then we had GameStop at EB Games. This was better than EB and GameStop. They like they didn't give you such a shit price, right? Like you you still got a little bit screwed trading games in, but it was like 
the better version. I loved it. I also won a Tony Hawk Pro Skater tournament there. Uh, suck it, little kids who think they're good but don't know how to manual for six years. What's up? <laughs> you're, you're coming after the Doc's just, two-time champion title here. Just okay. roasting, dude. Jeez. <laughs> dude, dude, you know what I miss? or Not miss. You know what really makes me mad was there was a total not um, a total video, which is another store that sold videos and video games. They were a blockbuster competitor as well. There, there was one in my area. They had a copy of Gex 2 Enter the Gecko, which is the best one of the three, by the way. Also known as Gex 64, for those of you that did not have a PlayStation. I mean, one and two are pretty good, but three kind of, eh. No, 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 this is the second one. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So the second one was, yeah, definitely the best one. And, but the problem is, is that one of the jokes had like a problem with copyright. And this was before the digital age, right? So you can't just update the game. They're all printed that way on disc. So the only recourse was to like recall them or something. I don't remember what it wasn't really a recall, but the game store would not sell you and they would not restock Gex 2. All they had was the rental copy. So I rented it like 10 times as a kid because I, I kept telling my parents like, I want to rent this game again and I really want to buy it. And they were they didn't know what to do because they're like, oh, my God, we can't buy it <laughs> and it's not sold anywhere. It, the same thing happened to Final Fantasy VII because the whole like you blow up reactors and it's terrorism or whatever the fuck. They stopped making new copies and they stopped selling them. You can only get secondhand copies. I, I don't know if that's a myth or not, but that's what I remember being told. It's funny that none of that shit happens in Canada. <laughs> well, in fairness, Canada didn't get fucking what, two, three planes flown into its skyscraper. You know, this is a weird fucking tangent to get to, but did you know that like some of those dudes came through my fucking city to go and do that. That's that's for the nine eleven hijackings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget which plane it was, but one one of those planes. I don't actually. I don't know if it was the plane, but the guys had got on a plane here before, uh, like that day or the day before or something like that. Yeah, it's kind of fucking. Dang, weird. that's wild. And then everything just kind of shut down after that. Can't go to see your friends off at the airport. Not that we have airports anymore because of COVID, but, you know. Yeah, still. what are those things? A relic of the past. Cries and getting ready to buy plane tickets to fly to Washington. Cough. <laughs> You're so fucking yesteryear, dude. I say as I say yeah. yesteryear. Fuck. It's like, so with, with AAA games, like, I was late to the party on the PS4. Like, I would describe my young childhood as PlayStation fanboy. I think that's a safe way to put it. Like, I, it's embarrassing. I know it's embarrassing because I have strong operational security and I went on to, I went back to gamebattles.com and I deleted my cringy blog posts. I remember. No, I scrubbed it all. It will all be clean. It is clean. I, even my MySpace profile, I went back everything I ever had an account on and I made sure that, you know, my cringy past is hit. Oh, you can still find but mine. Go look I, for I, it. I, I encourage. Oh, God. That's a challenge. No, but, uh, I was a big PlayStation fanboy. I definitely uh, did not like the Xbox or Nintendo. I only, I never owned a Nintendo until I had a Switch. Or That's not true. I had a Virtual Boy. I did have a Virtual Boy, but that wasn't very good. Uh, and then I, the next thing I got after the Virtual Boy was a Game Boy Advance SP, which I only used to play Pokemon. And then I got the Switch. So, like, I'm enjoying the Switch now. I have no nostalgia for first-party Nintendo games. I don't give a shit about Mario. I actually returned my copy of Super Mario Odyssey. I did not think it was very fun. But, besides the point, my point is, is that I'm very nostalgic for those old age of, of like the PS1 and 2 era. 
it's on top of my mind because someone replied to me over on the Fediverse about um, Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal and how he didn't play them. And I replied, I don't know if he's read it yet, but I, re- I replied that I think he's missing out because especially in the case of Doom 2016, which victim should fucking uh, one play One day it. I will. Uh, Doom 2016 was made in 2016 and it doesn't have any microtransactions. It has DLC for the multiplayer, like map packs, new demons to play as in the in the demon summoning yeah, can fucking I, mode. W- right? Quick tangent on that. I, there was a time when people hated DLC. I don't understand why people ever hate it. I mean, poorly priced DLC? Sure. DLC in general? What? Yeah, like horse okay. armor. <laughs> I bought horse armor and I fucking loved it, right? No, but <laughs> Okay, okay. Just saying as DLC became more and more popular, companies started putting in things like horse armor. Basically microtransactions yeah, and I, calling I that, it DLC. Like, there are games right. that I will yeah. not buy the DLC, and then there are games that's like, oh, that is another seven, eight hours of content for 40 bucks 30 bucks and i i think the most expensive dlc i've ever seen outside of train simulator is like 40 dollars. fuck train simulator and if you have every single dlc for any version of train simulator i will give you my paypal just you could just give me your money instead you don't need to spend 10 grand 20 grand on a game just just throw some of them them's money's my way preferably in 10 grands yeah just buy a fucking real train Learn to use it. They know how to use it. <laughs> or you could buy ten grands and then double, triple, yeah, quadruple your too. money for friends, fun, and finance. <laughs> that that was the the slogan on there on the videos that the the voiceover Pete guy did. It was uh, what was it? Friends, fun, and finance. Uh, it was great. No, um, so that's totally gonna be the episode title now. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, I replied to this guy on the Fediverse. Uh, he listens to our show and he was telling me about how he is just sort of um. What's the word? It it wasn't a word he said. I'm paraphrasing, but it, not dejected, not demoralized. Just he's not into new games, right? And I don't blame him at all. I'm kind of the same way, except I found a couple that I do like, right? Doom 2016 is definitely one of those. It's not as good as the old Doom games. Nothing ever will because they're fucking open source. And there's like there's new mods made in 2020 that are probably more fun than Doom 2016. Is that even fair, though? Because like that's like someone saying Skyrim is the best fucking game ever, and then you look at their mods folder, and it's filled with 2,000 fucking mods. And it's like, you're not playing Skyrim at that point, my guy. You're playing, like, I don't know, whatever mod na- like maker name I can think of. You're playing Nexus Mod Manager. That's what you're, pl- that's what you're fucking playing. My, my point is, is that Doom 2016 stands out uh, amongst the AAA games, because the bar is really low for, like, shooter games that ignoring the multiplayer fuck i think the last like call of duty black ops game was multiplayer only that's bullshit but like doom 2016 it had a multiplayer mode i actually enjoyed it yeah it wasn't the best but you you didn't play it it. i played it during the beta i think it was oh the beta the free open beta people actually hated the beta it got way better like what you played in the beta was not actually very good it was good. very fun so if it got better i mean <laughs> dude it was great and then when i bought my nintendo switch uh i got doom 2016 again it was this was in like 2018 or 19 so it'd be doom right? 2018 doom eternal wasn't out yet and there was no real like online multiplayer shooting game besides splatoon so there were actually people playing it and i was like oh this is even more fun because the pc version it's dead <laughs> so doom 2016 aside from multiplayer dlc map packs like reasonable dlc no microtransactions, none of that bullshit, right? That AAA games are littered with. They only ask you for your 60 bucks, brand new, and it's not you can't even buy it for 60 bucks anymore. It's cheap. And then Doom Eternal is kind of the same thing. However, 
they do try to monetize skins for the multiplayer, but I don't think the multiplayer in Eternal was very good because they tried to do something very different uh, because they figured they can't compete with Tradition. Uh, they can't compete with OG Doom. They can't compete with Call of Duty. So they're like, we're going to make something that mimics the single player, which we have like ramped up to 11. The single player in Doom Eternal is way more fun than Doom 2016. I will be playing the DLC campaign that they make when it comes out just because it was that good. And then basically I could ignore the microtransactions that were there because nobody gives a shit about the multiplayer. I will play the DLC and it's probably going to be worth the money. And I think there was some bullshit behind like the master levels. There's these things in Doom Eternal called master levels where it's like unreasonably more difficult and on the highest difficulty is straight up unfair, but it feels really good when you win. Oh yeah. So the Dark Souls effect. <laughs> yeah. Not intended to be this hard, but they made it anyway just to see how hard they could make it. I think one of those is locked behind a pre-order bonus. That's kind of fucked up, but it's I I didn't miss it. Yeah. Pre-order bonuses are the fucking worst. And they didn't have a master level for every story level either. Like they're making them as they go and releasing them as free updates. The last I checked, I haven't really loaded the game since I beat it. Uh maybe once or twice. So, final thought, Doom uh, Doom Eternal, I think still qualifies. Doom 2016 irrefutably qualifies these are triple a titles that are not like other triple a titles because they don't try to shove a battle pass or a slew of microtransactions down your throat however the rest of the triple a games in general do and that's fucking nuts and i think there are indie games out there that do it a lot better but that is because they can recoup the costs of making the game i don't know who the fuck made train simulator i can tell you that the avengers game that you reviewed in the previous episode sarge was definitely made by a large AAA studio that probably costs a lot of money to run because they probably pay all those devs a living wage. We can assume that they don't, but that that doesn't really raise my sympathy <laughs> if we were to assume that because that's kind of a negative. So if we assume that they're paying them well, all their devs, right? And they have a lot of them because it's a AAA studio. I don't think 70 bucks with no microtransactions recoups the cost of making the game. Like Sony is demanding 10 extra dollars, but like Victim said, they're not telling people to stop microtransactioning. But I think they can't make that argument because I think $70 per player and then you don't charge them ever again except for like meaningful DLC packs. That's too much labor. You'll never break even. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's a problem with the way they run their companies more than anything, but yeah. You will not get me to pay full price for any AAA game if it's a remake. And by remake, I mean like a remaster. I, I would buy the Final Fantasy VII remake. I would do that because that's an entirely different game from everything I've heard. And if anybody spoils it for me, I will fuck your mom with a spiky dildo. I can confirm. I, w- I won't spoil it. I haven't played it myself yeah. either. I just, I know the spoilers and I, they're right. But yes, yeah, so it's kind of like with college, like the quality of education didn't go up. The price did. And a lot of that is administrative bloat because they have all these administrators that don't do anything. Or they say they do something and they they are essential, I guess, to the college, but they don't really do anything. And what they do can be automated by computers. Props to those guys for landing that job, but fuck them. So talking about multiplayer stuff, uh, Among Us, and I kind of want to wrap into Among Us. Would it be cool if there was a like a a ranked system, uh, some skill based matchmaking in Among Us? I think in its current iteration, no, because there's not enough depth i've talked to plenty of people who've played it and so on and they sort of think the same thing uh i think that the skill-based matchmaking in games like among us can be a positive 
for example, Town of Salem has some sort of matchmaking system, ELO system involved? Well, I mean, think about it this way. Town of Salem has a billion roles, and there's a difference between playing Town and playing Mafia because there's other ways to win for other roles. And the big thing is that Among Us is literally only one or the other. And at the moment, just from like what little I've played of it, like I think like five or six hours, it's pretty easy once you know what you're doing to just do the thing you need to do to win and fuck over the imposters because there's there's comes a point where they just can't do anything. The other way around, as long as you don't, you know, catastrophically mess up as the imposter, then there's sometimes people are just like, yeah, this person's sus. And then you get thrown and it's like, why? Like, there's no reason for that. And yes, I was the imposter, but like, you had nothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if, if you just like make a random call and are right, that's like, it, it's like not metagaming, but it might as well be at that point. Yeah, it's like you didn't, well, no, but sort of, yeah. But it's like, yeah, you didn't, you didn't provide any evidence. You provided no reasoning. You just said, throw this guy. And for some reason, everybody was like, yeah, we're going to throw that guy. It's, it's dumb. But it's a very simple yeah. game, and I think if I paid more than five dollars for it, I would be upset about it. But I would pay honestly, up to ten. I would pay up to ten. The soju I'm drinking right now was worth double ten dollars. So I mean, and this game is something that I could probably play a couple weeks in a row on Saturday and still have a good time. It's such a quick game. You could sit down in your free time and play it, and that's nice. It's yeah. a party game. It's like Jackbox. In a way, if you had, you know, just a little bit of time, you might want to make sure you have 15 minutes. But if you had 15 minutes of free time and you were like, I'm bored and everybody was playing, you could absolutely hop in, play a game and then go back about your life. By the way, one of us, maybe me, should buy a copy and some DLCs for Jackbox because I don't own a copy of that. And that would be super fun to play with our group because... Or any any fans listening right now that want to join said group. I mean, it's open. No, nope. whatever. Right. We, Currently locked into Discord. I take that back. I fucking hate Discord. I, I take but. that back from Dylan. I take it back. No, you have to give us at least two dollars on Patreon, and then we'll let you in. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have a Patreon. But we were discussing it before we were started hit the record button. Like, should we? How do we monetize the show? Because obviously, if we keep this pace, if we keep releasing an episode every two weeks, more people will come. Some people will come back. The metrics prove it. We are definitely beyond pre-hiatus levels. And it, that's fine. That's just, if we just keep at it, it will grow. Like, it's it's like the Adam Curry no agenda approach. He's like, that dude doesn't have any sponsors. He There's no way he can. He says too many controversial things. Much like we mooned 10 grands, I'm just saying I've been here for every episode post-hiatus. I'm, I'm just saying, just saying. Okay, okay. But me and Victim were on every episode. <laughs> and you saw the downturn. Like, uh, like uh, just having a place to, like, receive some sort of funding. It's not like, you know, we'll hold anyone at gunpoint to fucking to pay for it. But the big thing is that there's always those people that, like, when they like something, they, they want to support it. It's always nice. It's it, like a, for my Twitch channel. For the longest time, I didn't feel right having, like, a donation button. But, you know, people were like, well, what if someone wants to? If you are actively not allowing someone to, you are actively like, I forget how they explained it, but there was more along the lines of like, if someone wants to, why deny them? Right. So let me make something very clear to everyone listening. I'm not interested in sponsors because I don't want them to control what I am and am not allowed to say. However, donations is absolutely on the table 
But as of recording today on fuck, it's October. Damn. Yeah. October 4th. Oh, wait, I'm in the I future. Have, ha! Suck it. My, <laughs> ha! Fucking Oklahoma time. No, um, it's like 11, 1030 where I live. But anyway, as of today, I have not set up any sort of donation platform. However, that may change by the time I post this episode. And if it does, it'll go in the show notes. If I don't mention in the show notes, just assume I haven't done it. Because I can't decide if I want to make a Patreon, a subscribe star, or an OnlyFans, or maybe all of them. No? No reaction to OnlyFans? I mean, <laughs> I think the problem with OnlyFans is that one of us are going to have to start posting feet pics. No, no, no. You don't need to post feet pics to survive on OnlyFans. Yeah, he's just going to give me the password, and I'm going to collect interesting and pretty looking acorns and just every once in a while take really high quality pictures of them and post them some people don't realize that in the uh the the logo that that sarge commissioned for his twitch channel there's like a little it's like a sergeant looking military guy with an acorn hat army hat with a little stem it's because when we played metal gear online which uh is when multiplayer on the internet peaked by the way um <laughs> his name was acorn and my name was almond and we had like a bunch of d's nuts jokes it was great my name would still be Acorn, but some fucking Korean League of, League, la, 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 League of Legends player had to go and be like, I'm really good at the game because I'm fucking Korean and it's League of Legends. What do you mean? And then uh, now I can't be him. Yeah, you can't be Acorn anymore. You become Sarge the Barge. But you kept that Acorn um, typography in there. Whereas for me, I ended up dropping the almond name completely. Though when I did play Melgar Online 2, the multiplayer component of Metal Gear Solid 4, I did name my character Almond, and that was awesome. Some people even recognized me from yeah. MGO1, which was fun. It was fun to reconnect with those guys. Like, uh, I think one of them was like Risky Pluskin. You remember that guy? The one Risky P? That guy, he played MGO2 for a bit. We played together. It was fun. Missed that guy. But yeah, like, I don't want to d- delve into MGO stories. I was trying to talk about how... Yeah, yeah, let's stop dwelling on the past. No, no, let's no. Stop no. dwelling I'll... on the past in AAAs. No, 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 because you keep interrupting me when I was dwelling on the past. So OnlyFans coming soon. No, <laughs> basically, my, my, my point is, is that Doom Eternal and Doom 2016 stand out because AAA titles, the bar is real fucking low. Like, that's why Victim doesn't play new shooters anymore. And I don't blame him because they are almost always multiplayer cash grab bullshit or indie stuff that you can't necessarily trust. So you play what's popular, right? Whereas, you know, Doom 2016 was like, this looks like a like remake cash grab bait. And I was going to buy it anyway just because I wanted to see it. And I'm glad I did because it was fun as fuck. And then Doom Eternal was way better. It was more fun to play overall, right? It was more challenging, but more satisfying when you get through it. Because in Doom 2016, you can just like super shotgun everything to death. Whereas Doom Eternal forces you to use like exploit enemy weaknesses and position yourself and get better at the game. Like there's no crutches. Like uh, Doom 2016 had lots of crutches. Doom Eternal is definitely the funner game, but Doom 2016 had like a map editor and... Some of the enemy designs were prettier because Doom Eternal had like a a body damage system. So the default like character models of the enemies were not as pretty looking, but they could be like manipulated and made bloody and made uh, to have their limbs chopped off and stuff. Whereas in Doom 2016, they were all like grotesque and but they didn't never changed no matter how much damage you did to them. Right. So they were like pre-damaged, pre-wet, moist, whatever have you. Right. Whereas the designs in Eternal were just better. But when you look at the character models and spin them around in the viewer, and then you do the same thing in 2016, it looks like 2016 has better graphics. But that's just because they can't 
change. They, they look like that all the time. Whereas Doom Eternal, like you can blood splatter and it looks great. Yeah, I just I think that that's a good a good choice though. Like I'm not a big fan of like games being like hyper graphically intensive. Like I don't mind it. I'm, I'd never say no to something looking great. But I don't need it necessarily. And I have no problem with them like reeling it back just to do more with it. Because I feel like at that point, it's not about graphical like what fidelity or whatever the fuck the word is. But like at that point, it's more about like what you're capable of doing. You're there to play a video game, not watch a movie. So if you can interact with things more, I think they are doing their job. Are we shitting on Metal Gear Solid 4? No, no. Oh, <laughs> that, that that's one thing that Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal do very well is that there's almost no cutscenes. There's like there's one in the beginning of Doom Eternal and in Doom 2016 there's like one in the middle where you can't move and it's very short and then it never happens again. Like it's very nice. Like it's very clearly like um it's like if I were to make an analogy to trading card games the the new Doom games are like rogue decks. But I shouldn't <laughs> praise them so high because they don't stand up to the original. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of salty Doom fans out there that are like why bother it's not as good. You're right. But everything else is so bad, the bar is so low that uh, what they've given is some of the best you can get that's new today. And that's why I think you should play it, Victim, because it's really good. Yeah, I mean, but people mod the shit of the old ones. If you really wanted to play the old ones, just go fucking play the old ones. They're still there. I know. And some of the mods are really good. I think my favorite, my favorite uh, classic Doom mod is definitely, uh, what's it called? Golden Souls, which is like a fusion between Mario and... <laughs> which i oh, fucking hate mario yes. by the way show me this and one. doom like you can double jump and um everything's all colorful like a mario world but you're you're shooting doom enemies and there's a couple extra weapons and they're all cartoony bullshit like it's so weird looking and it has like a cool intro cutscene where the doom guy and his rabbit are hanging out and chilling in his house and the cyber demon shows up and steals the rabbit and it's like i'm gonna <sighs> all he, he just talks and grunts and it's, it's hilarious clearly the modders know what they're doing Trust the mods. Victim, you'd probably prefer H Doom, but that's besides the point. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Subscribe to our OnlyFans, by the way. Anyway, I'm I'm just saying I, I wanted to bring up Doom because Doom 3 was like not trending on Twitter, but like a lot of people that I follow with the brand account, because I selfishly follow people with the brand account, even though I don't have a personal Twitter account, were talking about Doom 3, because I guess somebody said some bullshit about Doom 3 shotgun and Doom 3 in general. But like I, I actually like Doom 3. A lot of people are like, Doom 3 is the black sheep. Don't play it. You can skip it. Might be the bl- It might be the black sheep, but like that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. Like I played it, its original form where you can only have the flashlight out alone and then you have to switch oh, to a weapon. Yeah, right? yeah, that's how I played it too. But like, every, and that that is not Doom-like at all. Like Doom is about moving fast and strafing and shit, right? It came back in the newer ones. It was there in all the older ones. Doom 3 is the outlier. However... If you play the expansion, talking about DLC again, if you play the expansion, which was back in the day when expansions came on discs, right? They they counted as their own game. There was an expansion called Doom 3 Resurrection of Evil. And in that game, I think you had more stamina. So you could just sprint forever. And it wasn't trying to scare you. But it was the same engine, same guns, but with some new ones, including the super shotgun, the double barrel, which was really well done in Doom 3 Resurrection of Evil. Probably my favorite iteration of the super shotgun, actually. You could play that game like an older Doom game, just like strafing around and and clowning on people, right? And a lot of people who didn't like Doom 3 never gave that a chance. And I feel like they're missing out because Doom 3 Resurrection of Evil was a great expansion pack. The campaign was way better than base Doom 3 in every way. See... Doom 3 to me makes a lot of sense. It's a logical progression, in my opinion, because the game lended itself really well to, to some horror elements. And don't get me wrong, like even the originals kind of had them. It's just that 
you know, nobody really thought of it that way. Like, because why would you? It's not really that scary once you're like in the middle of it. Doom was probably always meant to be a little scary. If you play on a source port that tries to stay as true to the original as possible, like Chocolate Doom, for example, like the lighting is dark. The lighting is dark and, you know, you're trying to survive. You're not a killing machine until much later. Also, um, I think Doom 3 set the precedent for people being wary of Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal if they skip 2016. Yeah. Because Doom 3 was a Doom made without John Romero. I think John Romero is really fucking important to making a good Doom game. However, I think they did pretty good with 2016 and Eternal. Whereas Doom 3, all they had was John Carmack. And John Carmack is not the secret sauce. He's just a tech guy. Yeah. Right? He made one of the greatest, like, shadow engine freaking developments for its time. Because Doom 3 is old. It's a 16-year-old yeah, game. Yeah, forget that. It is very old game it's very old but the, like with the flashlight and the way lighting works in that game future proof in a way if you go back and look it's like you think that game was made years later and that's that's because john carmack is is like a huge nerd for graphics he's he works at facebook now on the oculus but that's unfortunate but he's have he, he's having a good time and I, I can't help but feel happy for him. ultimately that's all that matters john romero was the more i think john romero was the more important guy and uh, he actually said that he played 2016 and eternal he liked them both Obviously, his game was better, right? But he he didn't dislike them. But one of my favorite pictures on the internet is somebody trolling John Romero. They go up to him at a, like a at a conference or a, a convention, and they hand him a copy of Doom Three and ask him to sign it. And he just has this look on his face, like "What the fuck?" And he wrote on the box, you know, John Romero, I didn't make this sad face. That's, well, I mean, at that point, can you really be mad at the fans? They 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 liked the series so much, they just assumed. That or they're trolling. No, they knew what they were doing. They were trolling. They were definitely trolling. He, he, they probably laughed about it afterwards. It's like when I got my copy of Cards Against Humanity. Do you remember uh, that story? I think. I was at, I, I was at, they call it PAX Prime back then. It's just called PAX West now. But uh, this was in 2014, 2015. I don't remember. Somewhere around then. And I remember I went and I didn't know anything about Cards Against Humanity. It was new. And the they called them swag bags, or these free little bags you get when you show up at the convention. It had some PAX exclusive Cards Against Humanity cards. And I remember, you know, me and my wife, we sat down at a table for lunch. This was before our kids were born, so it was just us. We were just hanging out. We weren't in cosplay or anything. We were just going because neither of us had actually been to a convention before for anything. This was like a new experience for us, which was cool because the this was so long ago that the lunch cafeteria had a rock band station and i got to play in front of people because i'm really good at that game because uh, rock band's easy and guitar hero is the challenging one and i was good at guitar hero but that's besides the point we were sitting at our lunch table and this random uh girl uh in cosplay shows up i forget what she was cosplaying as she was in like a maid outfit or something right and with like ears and a tail sim, 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 sim. this is 2014 like, dude or 15 whatever she sat down at our table because <laughs> what, whatever i mean she, she was pretty hot but she sat down at our table and, and, and looked at me and my wife and was like, you know how to play Cards Against Humanity, right? And I'm like, no, I've never heard of this game. What are these cards? Because she was asking if we didn't, if we had duplicates. She wanted to trade cards, right? Uh, and, you know, me and my wife, we, we play the Pokemon trading our game competitively. Trading cards with strangers isn't a weird thing to us. I think we actually had our decks on us at the time as well. That might be why that she approached. I think we were playing a game of the Pokemon trading card game while we were eating. I think that's that's why this this random cosplay chick sat at our table i don't remember the details are kind of hazy bear with me so she sits down at our table and explains to us what cards against humanity is how you play it and says if you're gonna buy a copy you should go to their booth because the people who made the game are here and they can sign your copy and i was like oh that sounds like a great idea we went right away they had a big like 
black piece of paper draped over their booth. Their booth looked like a box of Cards Against Humanity. They were inside of it, like a room, right? <laughs> and on the wall, in white marker with the black wall, you could write down ideas for cards. So they were like crowdsourcing card ideas. I don't remember what I wrote, but I because I didn't understand the game. I went inside and there was Max Temkin and the other guy sitting at their table. And, I, you know, we tell them our names and say, yeah, haven't played your game before. I haven't heard your game before, but it looks fun. It looks fun. I, and, you know, we give him our names. He starts writing and he starts writing my name wrong, like a D-I-L-L-O. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. It's it's the Welsh way. It's 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 D-Y-L-A. And, and then he's like, OK. And then he like starts writing on the box and he hands it to me. And it the the little personalized message on the box under the signature is learn to spell your name right asshole i'm so that's so great i still have that box. see the fucking worst part is he he it devolved was, so it was perfect. hard like a couple years later he's now pretty much everything you you think about of like a twitter loser blue check mark yeah yeah he went he went full twitter blue check mark didn't he get canceled and that was like yep. his redemption was going full check mark I, th- I think that's exactly like that. how it happened i forget the 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 details i just remember I read something and I, I read he's I forget what he said, but he said something like, dude, that fucking literally sounds like a card from your fucking game. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. He got canceled. I don't remember the details. He tried to get himself uncanceled and now he does Twitter blue checkmark things. But uh, with an election in like 30 days, I'm not surprised. Oh, there's going to be a lot of people that'll do it now. Yeah. But afterwards, it might get better. We'll see. But yeah. So speaking of the I future. got a Cards Against Humanity box. Uh, yeah. Awesome. The future. The future. What about the future? The future. It's where we simp with weebs. Wait, that's already happened. Uh, uh, I feel like you're just saying simp and weeb because you leaked the script on Shitposter Club before we hit the record button. No, and you mentioned no. that we would say weeb and simp a lot. There's waifus. And that makes it weeby and somebody's going to simp. It's going to happen. It's going to fucking happen. I mean, you, guys could, you guys could always simp for me. I'm, I'm available. Victim. Is it time for the main event? Victim. Or do I have time to rant about Discord? Oh, yes, Discord. Can I rant about Discord for a minute? Yes. Just been, you were just talking about Doom forever. I know. I, I just, I wanted to talk about Doom because the Doom 3 shotgun was trending on Twitter, kind of. It wasn't trending, but, you know, people I follow were talking about it. So I brought up this reply I got on the Fetty about Doom, and then we never got to the point, and I'm not I, going I back now. I heard it. I heard it all. Hot take. Nuclear hot take. There's never been a bad Doom game. They're all worth playing. They're just all different. Even the Plutonia experiment which is probably the worst one. <laughs> Hot take. They're all worth playing. Okay, moving on. So Discord. I have committed to doing a few things. Uh, first, I'm going to remake the Argus bot, which will tell you when Victim and Sarge and Trio Doug and friends are streaming. By the way, Trio Doug from Shipposter Club is on our Discord server, and he streams all the time. I'll have the bot built, and he will announce in the stupid channel that I made for it a long time ago. That's been broken for almost half a year now uh, because my hard drive got corrupted from a botched update and i never backed him up uh i'm also going to uh apply for verification again discord is bad if you have not signed up on discord don't do it turn back but if you're already there this message is for you people just to be clear i'm gonna like apply for um the the verification which will give us like a welcome message and stuff like because i mean we have a website we have a show we have metrics i think we have everything we need to convince the 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 -the glow-in-the-dark furries at discord that we should have one of those stupid verified badges. Hopefully they don't hear this episode before they approve us. Hey man, it's nothing wrong with being glow in the dark and furry. It's just, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm going to reorder uh, the sidebar right now. If you go to any of our public channels, there's a sidebar. There's three people in staff, me, uh, victim, and then a friend of ours who's been on the show before. Uh, we have all the mod powers. Uh, there's an event team. Sarge is in it. And another guy's in it that 
hasn't been around in like a year. It's really confusing. I'm going to redo it. I'm going to display like the podcast members on the sidebar because that's more important. And then our friend who goes by Skuma Dealer on the on the discords, uh, he's actually like he's realistically the person who will be making moderation decisions, honestly. Like, me and Victim just don't look at it enough. I'm going to have him displayed, uh, along with my wife, of course, displayed separate as, like, moderators. And then we're going to have, like, a podcast group that's going to be proudly displayed. And that will hopefully help convince the Glow in the Dark Furries at Discord that we should totally get that verified badge. Because we're totally a legit podcast with viewers and a fan base. The Malamancy Podcast, where one minute we're shitting on blue check marks and the next we're simping for blue check marks. It's a green check mark. Oh, oh shit, my bad. Green is the best color. Let's go. I'm all in. <laughs> Just like your hair. No, but like, point is, Discord is bad. I don't like Discord. We're stuck on it until something better comes along. I'm waiting for the new version of TeamSpeak because I think our group's familiarity with TeamSpeak and also how promising the new version looks, if it ever fucking comes out. I'm definitely going to install it. I'm not going to expect everyone go fucking uninstall Discord as soon as I set up a server for us all. I'm just saying on Saturday nights and maybe other nights where we plan shit in advance, like maybe an Age of Empires game, playing Among Us, Planet Side, we go to the fucking TeamSpeak server instead. That's all I'm going to suggest, right? I'm going to make myself available there. And if I could just get a couple of people to come with me, we'll all be there. It's not hard. We've moved softwares before. And how many of us have a bunch of Discord servers we're sitting in that we don't read? How many do you really read? I just added honestly. another one that I read. And how many could you cut you loose? How many stop, could you cut loose realistically? Sub talking at me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Like I, I recently purged like a, a couple dozen because I'm in way too fucking many. I'm now in like almost a single digit number of them. But some of them are like legacy ones. Like we, we made one for the moderation of Melomancy when we probably just should have had a lock channel for it. I'm still in that one. Kind of want to leave it. Uh, we made one just for this podcast where we used to share our um, our agenda notes. Now we have a channel for that in our main yep. one, and I kind of want to leave this one too. Yeah, I just counted. I, I have seven discords that I actively use. Not bad. You There's should leave the rest. two that I still hover, and the rest of them are memes that I probably could get rid of. Yeah, like you can get better memes elsewhere, like the Fediverse. No, but um, point is is I've been using something recently that made me not want to even look at Discord because it's just more fun. Uh, it's Matrix. I meant to bring this up a couple episodes ago. So the Cliff Notes version is that there is a protocol called Matrix that seeks to replace, well, realistically, Skype, right? Which Discord already did. So naturally, it is a Discord competitor. However, using it is a lot like Skype and Slack. If you're familiar with Slack... Imagine you have one instance, but you're not automatically added to every channel. In Discord, you join an instance, and every channel that your permission group lets you see is immediately displayed. In Slack, you need to go look up the names of the channels that people make. There could be thousands of channels. You don't need to be in them all. You don't want to be in them all. That's how it was built. Matrix is a lot like that. A single Matrix instance, which is a different server... I'm not going to get into the names. I'm just going to keep calling it Matrix. Okay? But the protocol is one thing, and the servers are different names. Not important. A single matrix server could have many, many thousands of channels. And one of them, the matrix.org server, that basically the demo server, has probably tens of thousands of channels because most of the accounts are on there and that's a bad design. My account is not on there. If you want to try out matrix, don't make an account there. Go find a friend. I know a guy that runs an instance, it's blob.cat. I know another guy that runs one called iddqds.social. That's a cheat code from Doom, Easter egg. Both those instances. Very good. Make an account on one of those, not on matrix.org. 
I'll, I'll put links to both. I'll make mention of both in the show notes because I just said those really fast. My point is, is that I tried this stuff out, this whole matrix thing, probably like a year ago, and it was shite. The server software sucked. The mobile app sucked. I hated it. I, I wrote it off as like, this will never take off. I was recently convinced to try it again. And I was given some new rooms to join. I was still in all my old rooms, including some private ones. And the mobile apps that are used, there's two popular ones. They both got a lot better. Like there's the one I used before that sucked ass. It got rewritten from scratch. It's 10 times better. There's another one that I'm currently using, even better. Not going to bother naming them. It's not important. Point is, the mobile apps that exist are way fucking better. I enjoy talking on those a lot more than Discord. If Discord were to die one day, I would probably build a server for it just to replace it, but I'm still waiting for TeamSpeak. We live in a day and age where if you're not on Discord already, fucking avoid it. It's not worth it. Don't sign up. But if you already have, you should join our Discord. (laughs) Is this what I'm trying to say? But I do have a backup room on my home server for Matrix for Melonmancy. Nobody's in it. When the day comes that Discord flops as a company because they can't stop grooming kids, maybe we'll use it. Or maybe the new version of TeamSpeak will be out by then and we can just use that instead. I don't fucking know. So, I think it's time for the main event. So, there's a bit of an elephant in the room. Genshin Impact. It's out. Victim and Sarge have both played it. Maybe Victim more than Sarge. A bit. So, Victim, I'd like to give you the spotlight first. Can you walk us through what this game is, the new player experience, and your experience thus far, including how many hours you've got? And then I want to hear Sarge's take as the resident gotcha expert. All right. Well, I I estimate uh, probably dumped about 60 hours into the game. I think I streamed it for five days. This came out a week uh, ago, right? Uh, just about a week ago, yeah. As of Monday, uh, the 5th, it will have been out a week. I had put... I think 10 or 12 hours first stream. The next two were 10. And then one after that was like nine and a half. And I played it off stream for about maybe two hours or so across like two other days. And then I did another 10 hour stream just the other night. And then wow. today I did six hours. So it's just like I've I've dumped a stupid amount of time into this game for what it is like. So what's Genshin Impact? I went into it thinking it was going to be in your average mobile game. Like, I thought it was just going to be like, uh, you either dump money or you, you put up with like grinding the living shit out of the game. Um, but Victor, uh, you're playing yes. on PC. That, right? That's the big thing is like, it's not a port it, or at least it doesn't feel like it is. If it's a port, they did a fucking amazing job. It, it is its own client. It feels like 100%. And that that's, that's great. But I mean, to, to explain what it is, it is. I mean, if you watch any videos about it, if you have seen anything, it looks like a breath of the wild clone. And in a lot of ways, it is. In a lot of ways, it isn't, which is great because uh, at first people were calling it, you know, Breath of the Wild or Breath of the Waifu or. I've heard a couple of people call it yeah. Breath of the Waifu. It definitely looks like Breath of the Wild, which is another first party Nintendo game I did not keep. I played like five minutes of. Just saying. But it looks really good. It kind of boils down to being. I, I, I started calling it Breath of the Wild Plus because while sure, it rips a little bit of it. It, you know, it, it adds in an entire RPG system on top of it. It adds in a huge, like, system for magic. And uh, to be fair with you, it's got more story than <laughs> Breath of the Wild does, too. Uh, and it's not a bad story, either. I don't mean to, like, shit on Chinese uh, writers. They're not known for doing great jobs with their stories uh, in literature. So, not Chinese, but I know what you mean. 
because I've played Black Desert Online. Oh, I know yeah, not Chinese, fair. but I get it. I mean, it, it, Korea Korea is about the same. So yeah, I mean, in, half of Japan's about that, more than that probably nowadays. Anyways, so it's got a lot going for it. I mean, obviously, the you know the shitty part is it's got a gotcha. You don't just, I mean, you get handed a bunch of characters, but you don't just get handed all the characters. You don't just get to fucking like mess around and you know play with everything, which is annoying. I wish they didn't do it. It was like one of the reasons why I almost didn't play the game. But when I actually started playing the game, and I've spent probably somewhere in the range of 20, 30 hours just wandering, just aimlessly wandering around this massive fucking world, doing whatever the fuck I feel like, it it actually genuinely feels fun. And I think that's probably a lot more important than how they monetized it, because the game can still be played without putting any money into it. You don't need to. There, there's no, like, you can't beat the game until you do this. You're, you can do everything you, you, like, everything's open to you without needing to dump any money. Is there like an announced feature, like a roadmap of new content or yeah. news of the horizon? I know that might be unrealistic because it just came out, but. So the first zone is pretty big. I'd say it's like, uh, I want to say it's it's maybe like 3000 meters, like from one end to the other. And then there's a second entire zone that is probably twice that size. It's fucking huge. And it, not only is it twice that size, like width wise, it's also I've got a fuck ton of verticality, like mountains everywhere. And they already announced that like probably in the next like two, three, maybe four weeks, we're going to get an entirely like another zone and like a boatload of new characters. And I think like an extension of the story and shit like that. It's like the game just fucking came out. I, I, games as a service games generally don't release content that fucking quickly after launch. And they're just fucking hitting us with it. Just metal baseball bat to the fucking throat. In, in a good way. I mean, as good as good a way <laughs> as that can be. That's a weird analogy. Anyways. That is a strange analogy. Sorry, I just got a little distracted because Sarge is shitposting while we're recording. And I just noticed. I'm reading your posts. You're like, you like, you like tagged my wife. Like, I heard him call another woman hot. She's going to agree. I'm married, not blind. Like, that cosplayer was hot. Okay. Sarge is going to fucking roasted, dude. <laughs> She's probably gonna agree. It, once I once I tell her who it was, she'll probably just, agree. I'm just shit <laughs> So Genshin Impact, you've put a lot of hours in Victim, and it seems to be a lot of fun. Have you put any money in? Yeah, I've dumped about forty-seven Canadian doubloons. Which actually, I, I gotta praise them a little bit here. Uh, everything is priced in Canadian dollars, and it isn't. It, in some areas, it's it's what it should be. Um, so like the five dollar option comes out to like seven bucks uh, Canadian, uh, but everything else is like a couple dollars more than what it is American. And that surprised me greatly. I feel like I actually, you know, got my money's worth, which was, you know, not much because it's a gotcha game. But uh, <laughs> but I, I don't feel guilty about it because it's like the company is actually treating me like I'm a fucking human being in, in that regard, at least, which is nice. And, you know, like like places like fucking Steam can't even do me that common courtesy. But this Chinese company will. That that actually blows my funny. fucking mind. Although I will add the caveat, Mihoyo has been known for like the the main characters of their last game were lesbian. Uh, they had a trans character in uh, in that game as well, like way way later on. But still, it's just like mm, for a Chinese company, they're a lot more progressive than you fucking expect. So, and they haven't been sent to the Gulag yet. Yeah, they have a fucking server with Taiwan and Hong Kong slapped right there for you to see, and they still haven't been sent to the Gulag, which surprises me. I don't know how they get away with it, but cool. Power to them, I guess. 
Of course, if the, if the government kept, came knocking, they could be like, oh, the TW and that server's acronym stands for uh, Twitter fans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guys, it's, it's just an acronym, right? It's not, they don't, the word Taiwan isn't actually said anywhere, but that's what that server is for, exactly. Taiwan and Hong Kong, which is not China. And if you say it's not China and you live in China, you go to the gulag. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things that, like, uh, this company, uh, I, mean, I know China is a really big, like, contentious thing. Like, people don't like giving them money. I mean, Tencent and what is it, like, uh, Ned, NetSoft or whatever the fuck it is. Hey, didn't some of those VTubers that we talked about in the last episode get, like, gulagged because they oh, yeah. mentioned Taiwan? In fact, there's, a, there's talk. I mean, we can maybe talk about this in a later episode if it comes true, just for, I guess, like, foreshadowing. Maybe, maybe we'll be right. But there's, there's rumors circulating right now that they may actually be quote-unquote retired when they come back which means that they're basically being fired uh we it's don't know that for up. sure but if that's the case does not come back mm, i don't know dude vtuber world gonna get shaked right up <laughs> but yeah no they they accidentally showed like analytics from taiwan and or, uh one of them i think she's like half australian or some shit and then the other one is asian american i think we, we don't know that for sure we just I mean, people have fucking did did their homework, and I happened to read about it somewhere. So, but they they work for a Chinese parent company, and they 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 made mention of Taiwan, which is a place that doesn't exist in China because it's a it's a real place, it's yeah. a real country. But China says, no, you're not a real country. Anyone who claims otherwise goes into the gulag. Yeah, what it, what it was though is that their parent company just does business with another company, like a joint company, because they have virtual YouTubers that are in China that are just not allowed to come out of China. So it's, I just see. Yeah. I think it's so weird how corporate it is. Oh yeah, no, it's just like I mean, J- I mean, J- a large band company or Japanese companies just uh, do that though. Uh, that's a common practice over there. They don't think much Fair. about it. And I mean, a lot of people forget this, but Japan has really outlandish laws about shit too. Like v- these VTubers got sued, like literally fucking sued, and had their videos ripped from YouTube because they were playing video games. Dark Souls was one of the video games they played that got them axed it wasn't because they played the wrong music it wasn't because they fucking said the wrong thing it's because they played a video game on stream and those video game companies didn't like it remember the last time that happened here in the west those companies like that got fucking destroyed they got shattered you can't in japan they get away with it and people are like yeah no why you shouldn't have done that you need permission for that it's like fuck you dude that's free promotion you know how many people went out and bought those games because they saw the hot waifu chick playing it like god that pissed me off so much I just I hate censorship in that regard, dude. That fucks. I, I, that's so stupid. <laughs> Anyways, that's a rant. I didn't. I didn't expect to go. <laughs> so, what do you think so far? Genshin Impact. Do you recommend it to other people? Is it a trap? Uh, you're clearly addicted. I'd recommend it. Is it something you would share with others and re- recommend that they they jump dive in like you have, or do you have reservations? Uh, I would. I'd recommend it. Obviously, I wish that they just priced it at a full game's price instead of fucking hitting me with a gotcha. But like the story's decent enough. I mean, if you like anime games, you're gonna you'll enjoy the story a lot. It's it's not a bad story. I mean, if you but if you don't like anime shit, you probably won't. So I mean, if you don't like anime, it's steer clear. But otherwise, though, I think if you just ignore the monetization, just play the game, have fun with it. Uh, maybe like a casual experience kind of game because really you can just explore the world and have fun doing like whatever the fuck you feel like. I, I would just have fun with it. You you do not need to put money in, even if the game is poorly monetized, and uh, that's how I'd expect how I'd recommend to play it. Do you know anybody that plays the mobile version of the game? Because it's on Android, I noticed. Uh, I don't actually. I tried to get it on mobile because you can't use PayPal on on uh, PC. Just shit. I mean, I think they're trying to get it working, but they couldn't get it working at launch or some shit. I don't know the the whole story. I I can't even get my emulator to emulate a phone new enough to play the game. Wow. 
Uh, so I think most people are just playing it on PC. It's a beefy yeah. game, though. It it runs my GPU hard. Like we're talking like seventy to eighty percent of my GPU is like being slammed by this thing. Uh, I've got a new SD card in the mail that will enable me to try it because right now I just don't have that much space. It asks for like seven gigs or something. Yeah, it's like, like six that. or seven gigs on a mobile, but it's like sixteen gigs on PC, which surprises me because this is a massive fucking game, by the way. Like it's huge. It's at least as big as fucking Breath of the Wild. I mean, like maybe not as like like geographically. Yeah, I think large. geographically it might be a similar. Answer. I mean, I. Don't like quote me on that, but I'd have to do some math and look, but I'm, it feels about as big at least. There are dense towns full of buildings and NPCs that flinch when you swing your sword at them. I've seen your stream and like Breath of the Wild doesn't have that. They didn't do it because they couldn't do it. They've admitted to this, but Genshin did it. That's why I'm calling it Breath of the Wild Plus straight up. Like Breath of the Wild 2 has a new bar to, to meet and I think they'll do it. I, I, I don't I'm not like downing them. And I mean, I'll still play it regardless, just because I fucking I adored Breath of the Wild so much. Breath of the Wild is just an open like wasteland, and it didn't have Kinda, any like yeah. cities, urban areas. It was all villages and ruins and monster camps. Can I shit on this game now? Yeah. Whereas this game, like I saw, I saw a full like fucking city. It reminded me of Divinity's Reach from Guild Wars Two. Uh, so I, I I think it's time. So Sarge, you are our expert gotcha master of the show, and probably the Melomancy community at large. Actually, can you give us a moment to explain your credentials? Alright, on Twitch, I started streaming and kind of, much like Dylan is now a caco demon for life, uh, I'm oddly stuck to gotchas. I don't want to be necessarily, I do play other games and so on and so forth, but I will always have roots in gotcha games. I've played uh, so many. I started with Final Fantasy Brave XVS early-ish on, not at the very beginning, but early enough that no things other people wouldn't, but not early enough that I could only get these exclusives. Brave Exvius? What's Brave Exvius? Final Fantasy Brave Exvius is a gotcha game for any phone whatsoever or emulator. It's a Final Fantasy game. It's actually really great with story and so on. It's, I think, three, four years old in America now. I, it might be older. I haven't played in a while. Last time I played was the first time I played, and it was when my son was being born because it was like a four-day hospital stay. I remember uh, I posted, and I was like, what mobile game do I play? I'm stuck in a hospital. And, and then you were like, Brave Exvius. And I was yeah, like, Final okay. Fantasy? Fuck and that. then I ran out of energy. Yeah, yeah. But, like playing, <laughs> playing Final Fantasy, it's, yeah. It, it, but anyways, that's what drew me to it. I've played uh, the Dragon Ball game. I've played, uh, what was that one that was popular for a while? Also, 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 uh, to, to Brave Exvius' credit, yeah, it's a gotcha, but like the gameplay is like a turn-based RPG, like old Final Fantasy, but you can get like characters from the new ones. It's like, that's actually super cool. And they have their own IP, which is nice. And it's it, some of it is top tier, like original content or character wise. Um, mm -hmm. Oh yeah, Victim knows all, all about mobile games having like uh, more going for them than they should for franchises. I, I know for a fact that I've spent <laughs> yeah. more money on gotcha games in a six-month period than people spend on games in a year or two, at least once. So uh, I, I know a little bit about gotcha games, and now I'm going to shit all over this game. First of all, this system is predatory slash disingenuous. It's just fucking horrible. Don't do it if you can save it. It consists, to do a pull, which is to draw units, and in this case, weapons. Some games have 
both and you draw just units and you draw just weapons i like kind of how they did this even though typically i like them separating those things this way it doesn't dilute the character pool and kind of cheapen every character for this game mixing them together it works but if you were to spend money on this game you would be purchasing a currency with no other value than to purchase yet another currency at a one-to-one -one cost right then you take the currency that you just purchased at a one-to-one -one, and you use that to purchase your final currency which is what you use to pull at a ratio that is quite weird of 160 to one and that's just to get one pull any other gotcha game you're basically you spend money you get the crystals the whatever and then you use those and you pull this is convoluted as all hell for no reason it's got a weird ratio it's stupid uh, can i say something real quick though while yes that it is pretty fucking stupid i think the reason they're doing it that way is because i think they eventually want to add cosmetics that can only be bought with the paid currency and since you convert the paid currency into the free-to-play currency, uh, I think it's just so that they can make the, the gacha itself still accessible free-to-play. But cosmetics and shit are only accessible through paid That's play. fine, but you're putting a middleman in there for no but reason. But at the moment, it looks horrific. I, I get you're you. You're putting a middleman in there for no reason. Why do I have to convert it to the free-to-play currency stuff? Why can't I just straight up... It's just so that it's clean. That's not clean. Why can't I just buy the fucking currency and then go, I want to do 10 pulls and it says this is going to cost you 2000 or whatever. Well, it's because they'd have to, can, you'd have to combine currencies. If they didn't do it that way, you wouldn't be able to use the, the free to play currency and the there paid currency any, together there, unless they like did a convoluted coding system. They could have two price tags on, on the action, couldn't they? Uh, yes, but Every then other gotcha again, in the world they, it would this. have to be every other gotcha in the world. It, it would be having to convert. Eh, well, Arknights doesn't do it. I know that okay, for Arknights for sure. is stupid. All right. <laughs> I just don't think it's hey a huge deal. Plain and simple. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I don't know anything about Arknights, but I know uh, Victim has a lot of praise right. for the but the game part of Arknights. But yes, go on. But there are so many other gotchas that just prove everything you just said wrong. They do both. They do absolutely both. And I've played them, and I've probably spent money in them at least twenty dollars that's typically how i do it if i can get twenty dollars of fun i'll give them twenty bucks if i can't fuck that game cough arc nights anyways okay so you have done some math and some experimenting can you can you elaborate on your processes or is there there more conclusion to prelude no basically they're adding a middleman in their gotcha system for no fucking reason they could have shortened it out so is that needlessly complicated or is that predatory? Like, I, I, I'm wondering because... A little bit of both. Okay. Now, it, you would say it's needlessly complicated. Yes, absolutely. Uh, predatory in the fact that you're middlemanning and you're just waterfalling this so much, it's really quickly losing your... Because you go one-to-one, -one, right? So let's say you have 2,000 crystals, you go one-to-one. -one. Those 2,000 crystals, let's say, cost you, I think that's $30. Right, so you spent thirty bucks, you get two thousand crystals. You go one to one. Now you have two thousand of the free to play currency that you then must ratio out at one sixty to one. Now, when you're doing that, you're no longer going. Oh well, that's thirty dollars I just spent. It's kind of washing. I mean, it. I don't, I don't know if I'd say that though, because all you got to do is click the button and it does it all for you. You don't have to convert anything. You could, but it's well, still. I mean, you'd have to go well out of your way to convert it yourself. 
Yeah, you don't have to manually convert it, but when you go in to spend money and you're like, oh, $30 will get me da la 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 Like, yes, knowing how much a 10-pole costs in the free-to-play currency, you get an idea, but you're adding that middleman. It's convoluted for a purpose to drive profits. Let's not beat around the bush. That's what gotchas are for. Hey, don't get me wrong. It, it, at the end of the day, the gotcha itself is. I just don't think it's any extra. Yeah, so to waterfall it down like that, it kind of muddies the water and it fucks with you. I guarantee you there's a kid somewhere who's getting mommy and daddy's credit card and fucking shit up. I mean, he's going to do I, that anyways, but... <laughs> that might be every game. That That's true of even Guild Wars yeah, 2. Like, like, yeah, but it's substantially... Because the way it is, it you kind of forget how much you spent. Like, that extra step kind of helps you forget well, no my point is that there isn't an, there if you do it the normal way there is no extra step because you, you just hit the button it converts all yeah. the currencies for you instantly well it gives you a confirmation button it's like you, you sure you want to do yes. this you hit yes and then it does and then you hit the button again and it, it rolls it does a temple or whatever play you wanted to do i guess no reason for that no reason for that buy the currency hit roll yeah but then it, it wouldn't combine currencies it, it's it's just adding a confirmation so you don't accidentally do it the free-to-play currency can still be used, so on and so forth. Anyways, uh-huh. I, I have a feeling um, the 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 case you prevent you presented so far, Sarge, is um, it feels like I, I lean more towards yeah, that sounds real fucking confusing, and so that will probably confuse smooth brains. But it, how bad is it? Is the it's... price fair? What about the chances of getting something good? Do you, do you have data on this? <laughs> that, that's a that's a for sure. No, no. The, the okay, price the price you're seems in agreement. to be about ten dollars higher than. They, so, like, I'll use Arknights as a great example. It's so there's at any given time, there's a two percent chance to get the high tier units. Uh, on top of there being a two percent chance, if after your fiftieth roll, it starts to ramp up until you get to your hundredth roll, where it gives you a free one. In this, it's I think at ninety. I I, I think I might have read it wrong, but redemption. Yeah, redemption. Yeah, you, can, at you get an auto at ninety. In this, which is okay. That's a little better. But in order to get one after the or otherwise, sorry, is it's a zero point six chance. I mean, you don't need them. They're not like mandatory to play the game in any regard. But where in Arc Knights, they kind of are. I don't know how that 90 works. Is that 90 single pulls or so nine tens? Or is that fucking 90 pulls? You pull 90 ten times. No, I, I think it's I think it's like 90 straight pulls. Like like if you were to do one pulls. But I haven't been able to confirm it. I just got a five star. I could probably go count. Yeah. Because they do provide a history. You can look at all your yeah. previous rolls. Yeah. Okay. So, I didn't do these consecutively and on the same account, naturally, but I've done 35 pulls, 35 10 pulls. Because if you're doing anything other than a 10 pull, you're being a fucking idiot. Also, it should be... You get free shit for doing 10 pulls, you yeah, might as well. Yeah, you're not being... You're you're just wasting your time and everything. I so, know some uh, of these words, but I think our listeners might know more. So, go on. You're trying to get characters or high-tier weaponry. That's a pull, Right. So I've done 35 of these, of 10. So every time I pull, I'm pulling 10 things, 35. Make sense? So it's 350 total. I've gotten one five-star, and that was a weapon. I've gotten no multiples, so I don't know if it's in the game encoded that way, which it should be because it's a fucking gotcha system. But I would say two fours when you're guaranteed one should be roughly the same as getting a five-star. Not quite, but mathematically, if you get two fours, you may as well have gotten a five. Or if you get a five, you could have gotten two fours. It's 
fractions of a percent. I've got none of those. I acknowledge that RNG exists and so on and so forth. It's a gotcha game. It happens. I've only got 35 polls or 350 total, but it states that on a 10 poll that you get a guaranteed four or higher that you'll have a 1.6% chance for a five star. I've played so many gotchas with roughly a 2% or even a 1% chance for the high tier things that in that time period, I would at least typically see one. It might not be the one I want because they, you know, load up the banners. There's two, three, four, five stars. Not all of them are necessarily the best of the best or whatnot. But with me, I was just going for any five star, which makes this much worse. Um, Mm -hmm. So uh, if I may interject for a moment about this five star, five stars, the highest, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, um, Sarge, I know you did a lot of research and you spent a lot of time. I think you've, you've made several new accounts at this point to, to make, to gather this data. 35. Have you played the game yet? Yes. 35 yeah, I, accounts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, on my main email, like my, my email, like the, the one I, the use, one you're going to play the game with. Yeah. I, <laughs> I play it. I am enjoying it and everything, but, but you, you've made 35 accounts, 35 total accounts. Yes. If you would just allow me to pivot to victim for a second, who I think is further than you. Have you ever been blocked or uh, otherwise impeded by a lack of good polls? No. no in fact, I played the game without a single... Like, I didn't even do the... So they expect you to use EXP tickets to level up your characters, use materials to like ascend them and shit. It's just a progression system, right? You get the materials through playing the game. And I didn't even touch that system for probably the first 20, 30 hours. Like, I just didn't give a shit. Yeah. I didn't need to. Yeah. I eventually only did it because the game gave me a special mission that was going to give me currency if I did. So I was like, eh, fuck it, might as well. And now I literally slap everything out of existence, except for, like, there's, like, challenge mode things that you can you go into, like, dungeon things. <laughs> that you should Sometimes. Right. Yeah, sometimes those really throw me through a loop, and I have to, like, really try to do them. But, like, basic everyday content, no. I just walk through it. I'm 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 expecting that to kind of just be how the game is until like end game. I mean, most games are like that. Uh, that's not even like a mobile or a gotcha or like yeah. a whatever. That's not exclusive. That's just gaming in general. Half the fucking time. Yeah. Let me continue shitting on this so I can get to the Go for it. to the positives, right? Because I'm not that evil. Um, <laughs> so like <laughs> I said, it's a 1.6 percent chance for a five star. I've gotten one over 350 polls. There's, I believe four types of weapons right victim pole arm heavy sword uh, light sword. five i think okay five so that's it. there's bow catalyst sword great sword pole arm. and pull arm. yeah because the club is a uh pull arm or no great sword yeah great it's sword. a great sword uh, okay so with those numbers and then i believe on the banner there's two five stars at a 1.6 percent chance over 350 poles in theory or at least with most gotchas, considering I've played so many, I would have gotten at least multiples or uh, a couple rolls that I had two fours. Now, this is a small-ish sample size. That's not how statistics work. Yada, yada, yada. RNG, shut up. I I played pre-buffed FB, FFBE, Final Fantasy Brave Exvius, which shared roughly a 1% chance. This is actually a little bit higher at 1.6% chance in FFBE prior to them buffing it to a three and then i think it's even at a four percent chance now maybe a five percent chance to get a rainbow because just the progression of their 
character pool. There are so many. At 35 pulls, 35 rerolls, I would have gotten at least, and I'm going to refer to them as rainbows from now on just because I'm so used to FFB, at least one or two rainbows, right? Like, mm. per, like, eventually. Now, I've gotten one, so it kind of tracks, but I would definitely expect to have the statistical chance showing me that it's possible. Like, I would have expected, if I only got two rainbows, I would have expected at least two, maybe three pulls that had multiple four-star units in it, and it didn't. Uh, like I said, only do ten pulls, otherwise you're wasting yourself... Gotcha's okay, mixing the weapons and characters, it doesn't let you dilute the character pool, which is the right answer for the longevity of a game. Like you brought up, there is plenty of free stuff, kind of a grind for it, but if you're playing just for the gotcha, it's going to feel like you hate yourself. If you're just playing to enjoy it, it's good. I never played Breath of the Wild. I, I saw it played, I saw the stamina systems and everything, and I thought that they looked neat and interesting. Uh, I wasn't sold on the hit a log and turn it into a fucking spaceship, which I'm glad is not a thing here. I do enjoy the mechanics that this brings, and I feel like the stamina drain in this game is a little bit less than Breath of the Wild, but again, I haven't played Breath of the Wild, I have no idea. It's about the same. Breath of the Wild expects you to go like do a bunch of trial looking task things that will help you expand that. I, I think. You yeah. can expand this. Like you start the game with very yeah. little stamina, and by the end you have so much stamina you can climb any mountain. I think that this game handled it way better though. Just like it's it's just it, everything rewards you for just doing things. In Breath of the Wild, there was a lot of times where like there was areas you could explore and you'd get like something that would help you out, but like it was just really lackluster, and it's like, why I, why not put, like, I don't know, like, a really fucking cool, unique, one-of-a-kind weapon or something, at least. Yeah. Like, and I mean, again... You don't do so much with the IP in that case, right? Yeah, Breath of the Wild is very locked into its Zelda identity, where Genshin Impact is not. Yeah. And that's that's where Genshin Impact shines. Yeah, they, they have a solid base or system to go off of, and... The world is theirs to create as they would like. So I get it. Um, I think the voice acting is really good. I was surprised at how good it is. I was expecting it to be utter dog shit, but it wasn't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the guy I have who is a uh, electro greatsword user, so he's an electric greatsword user, I think his voice actor is the same as the one in the trials of mana he's a werewolf in that and he's kind of werewolfy in this i think razor yeah they sound very similar i don't know if you i think it's trials todd habercorn i think it's todd habercorn i don't know have you played it, trials of mana it, no uh you ever watched like i don't know like fairy tale yeah that, the Gray that Man. could be it that could be it but the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the voice sounds very familiar and if you're a normie you will know todd habercorn is the guy that does half one half of the Watch Mojo anime countdowns, that could also be. And he, every time a character he met, every time a character he voices comes up, he points it out. Hmm. Yeah, he's he's, he's kind of very. Annoying. I don't want to say arrogant because that sounds like I'm being he mean. Because me. he he's he's very good at voice acting. Like I mean, exorbitantly good. But he, yeah, he's very proud, and he will. He loves his name. He loves saying his name. He ain't no Ray Chase, but he's proud of what he's done. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Right. Yeah. Anyways, the story that I've seen so far is good. I just got a fir- the first like curveball, I think, and that's 
that's intriguing gotta level up my adventure rank a little bit more i'm trying to balance you know actually playing and trying to break the game so it's i'm not as far as i would like to be but a little bit more adventure rank i can continue on the story and that's very easy it's just exploring it's fantastic anything you do gets you something hmm. so i want to say something but first sarge final thoughts on your in your uh genshin I'm, analysis i'm glad here. you brought that up because that's where i'm at on my little pre-show notes i do recommend the game it's fun played as a jrpg people are calling it a jrpg clearly it's not a jrpg because it's from china uh but played as a jrpg enjoy the game as it is uh you know, maybe don't spend too awful much money at 20 bucks, sure, uh, if at all, unless you're, you know, you really got the money, you're really, really enjoying it. But if you're going in and you're like, I'm a gotcha player, I got to do gotcha shit, spend 20 bucks and fucking play the game first, right? And who knows, you, you might hit that lucky thing and get a dude who's really good. I don't know who's like super good or anything like that. I was just trying to break the game. Like that's that's just what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to I naturally wanted to see how hard it would be to reroll, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Just gotcha things. But I I recommend getting it. It's absolutely free. It's like 12 gigabytes ish on the computer. I think it was 11.97 when I downloaded it, and then I think it downloaded a little bit extra. Like Victim was saying, it was 16 in the end. I think the base download is what they had at the beta, and then everything else that you you update in is just whatever they added at launch. Yeah, there's not much. Uh, You do get you do get a lot of free things Uh, when you get to Adventure Rank Five, which is basically you rush to the beginning and you hit five. And that's how you reroll. You get a free 10 pull. At 10, you get a free 10 pull. You get a crap ton of the currency getting to 10 and everything. So by the time you get from 5 to 10, you've probably come close to, if not at 10, you're hitting a point where you can maybe do two or three 10 pulls. So it's not bad. I have an issue with the controller layout. It's kind of clunky, and it's not because it's in that JRPG style where if you're on the xbox b would be accept or if you're on a playstation control o oh, is accept. yeah it does the the nintendo controls or the japanese controls however you want to look at it bad it's, that's not bad but some of the things that are bad about that is your spammable special move is a trigger and your ultimate that's not spammable is triangle slash y please flip those around that's all I ask. Like if I'm, I think if I'm beating people, I think you up, can swap them though, can't you? I don't know. I actually, haven't I haven't looked. looked. I haven't tried. You probably can, but it's not yeah, the default. It's not default. Right? That's that's what it should be. Like, let's be honest. If if your main attack, if you're attacking and it's B or circle, then you're like swinging your sword. Your big move that you can only use sometimes should be not right above it and it's not that you'll accidentally click it it's that you want to be able to use your more spammable special ability easier and i get that the trigger is just as easy in some people's minds but like just put it on the pad like if you're gonna put a special ability on the pad you know make it the one that you can use more often and kind of rotate into your uh combo pattern like devil may cry yeah. and shit because that's that's where people are most used to it and if that's yeah. capable of switching around that's on me 
but it should be the default, I think. Yeah, I highly recommend just using medicine keyboard though. It it they mapped it out really well. It, it works. It works well. way better. I I like the controller. It just feels so much more controller gamey to me. So if Amazon ever sends my goddamn SD card in the mail, I will tell you how the phone controls work because I'm waiting for the uh, Nintendo Switch version, but it's not. Yeah. Out yet. And I thought about getting on PC uh, like the rest of you in the meantime, but let's be honest, I don't spend a whole lot of time in front of my PC when I'm not, you know, making money on my yeah. work laptop. So I knew if I installed it on PC, I'd play it maybe on Saturday, maybe on Sunday when my son's sleeping. It's not going to happen. So, uh, yeah, Sarge, yeah, if you're yeah, done, absolutely. are you done? Yes, no? I have a follow-up. Okay, so I have an... an uh, let's call it a conclusion from what you and victim have both said. And I want to give you both time in the spotlight to respond to my summary. Uh, so I've had quite a bit of soju okay. at this point, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Also, soju is my favorite alcohol. If you have not had soju, go to your local liquor store and get it right Isn't fucking it now. A, uh, so rice liqueur, not like a rice wine. Yeah. It's, it's basically sake, but oh, from right, Korea right, right. My bad. okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, with very subtle differences, yeah. it goes down very smooth. Oh, you wait, can drink no, it like I water. Know, I know so, um, so Ooh, don't stand up. Okay, anyway. <coughs> Wasn't planning on it. <clears throat> All right. So, Genshin Impact. So, what Victim tells me is that the gameplay is very good. It's almost worth playing on its own for its gameplay, ignoring That's the monetization. Sarge, you're telling me that its, it's monetization is kind of fucked. Like, it could it be a lot fucked. better. It's overly convoluted for no reason other than to drive profits. It's... Right. So, if I were... Uh, the conclusion I've come up with is, yes, this game is worth your time. But maybe if you have a problem, a pre-existing problem with gotcha, or a gambling addiction in real life, like a fucking literal casino gambling addiction, or are maybe you can't afford but are susceptible to becoming a whale, like some, which is... Someone Here, who spends a lot of money on like free let me, play shit. Let me clear right? this up for you. Best put is it is a JRPG because that's what everybody's calling it. I know it's a CRPG or whatever, but it's a JRPG that happens to have gotcha mechanics in it. It is not a gotcha game that has RPG mechanics. You can ignore the gotcha bit. Right. Don't play it as a gotcha game. It's not a fucking gotcha game. Yeah. It just has gotcha yeah. monetization. Right that is probably the best part so that's the one thing that you guys haven't said it directly but what i gather is that there's no concept of energy no. right there kind of uh, is yes, yes actually the uh the the moon pod things right victim yeah but it's only required for like the like there's world bosses and some of the dungeons like like i'd say and few of the I'm not sure how many, but like it's it's not. And it's I not think all doing them. like the daily quests resets it, doesn't it? Like, or you can like buff it um, up. Like they they give reset. you a ton of recharges. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. It so there's nothing stopping me from having the JRPG experience and exploring the world at my own pace for as long as I want. There's no energy. Yeah. yeah, stopping yeah. Me. I, of course, but there's nothing stopping me from, oh, you can't no, fight no, any more monsters or explore no, any new areas because no, you've run out of energy. That, that was actually one of my big worries going into it. Was just like, 
I heard there's a new system. I was like, uh, that better not fucking bar me, dude. Because like this game looks like way too fun for me to want to stop. I would never you know, two hours game. in. I would have. I would have downloaded. Yeah, I would have dropped it. Probably spent maybe two hours on it and then been like, all right, the oh. worst review I could possibly give it. Fuck that game. Burn it in a hole. Find the play people. Cancel them. It's terrible if it's got energy and it's working like that. Yeah. Don't you also that one shit. other thing to mention there too is that even with the energy mechanics, you can still run the dungeons and the bosses if you just want to see what they're like. Or fuck, sometimes if you have like a daily quest to do uh, for that shit, you can still run it without spending your energy. So if you don't need the items, but you still need to run the dungeon, you're you're fine. It it, it doesn't bar you from that. Okay. Like I was saying, sounds like if you have a, a problem with gambling or gotcha, a history of problem with gotcha maybe don't play it. But it is a competent JRPG that will not stop you from doing JRPG bullshit that some JRPG fans fucking love, like exploring and just hanging out. Uh, I have one final question that neither of you have answered with your synopsis. Multiplayer. What is there? How many of my friends can join up to do a single thing? You and three others. It exists. I, I just unlocked it technically, so I can uh, I can I've add messed you around with it a little bit. Okay, <laughs> do stuff, but I don't know how it works. I wish it was higher than four because that's the reason I stopped playing Fantasy Star. Is because when one of us launches Fantasy Star, the rest of us launch Fantasy Star, and then our party's full, and that sucks for the fifth and beyond person. The multiplayer stuff, like I don't think it's going to be like exclusive things that you couldn't manage by yourself make sense right now it's not going to stop me from playing genjin impact because the reason i want to play it on switch is because this looks like a game that i can play for five minutes to multiple hours on the couch with my switch while other stuff happens in the house because i have a lot of time for that with kids and all right what I don't have time for is sitting in front of my computer away from the kids. Obviously, they have gone to bed. I don't work the next day. I work five days a week, right? My time in front of the actual computer is very limited, which is why I didn't bother installing it. But once it comes out on the switch, you know, if I have five minutes to multiple hours, I wouldn't mind booting up the game and seeing yeah. what I can get done. I, I would say uh, you might hate yourself if you're thinking five minutes because you get into one conversation or one cutscene happens and it's like oh great i can't fast i you can kind of fast through a conversation i haven't found a way to skip cutscenes and i that's why that's why the re-rolling process takes yeah. 20 to 30 minutes is there a way to pause cutscenes that's i'm more interested in that uh as long as it's not like a movie cutscene which those usually aren't like stupid long yeah but dialogue will just sit. Yeah. you you have to manually make it go because my concern is i'm hanging on the couch you know my littlest boy and my bigger boy they're playing and one knocks over the other and i have to like get up and deal with it like i can let the dialogue like, I can put the switch down, I can read the dialogue rather than hearing the voice, yeah. and then I can hit yes. the confirm yeah. button to hear the next line. That's yeah. fine. That is 100% fine, and yeah. I could probably beat the game yeah. at the pace of childcare. And that's fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, 
Final thoughts. Uh, let's hear it, Victim. Do you do you have anything extra to say about Genshin Impact before you wrap? I mean, hold on to your wallet, I guess. <laughs> and okay, Don't, Sarge. It's not Gotcha. Don't play Gotcha. It that's fake. <laughs> twenty bucks and twenty bucks max. It's a twenty dollar game. The twenty dollars you download the game, you spend it in the game. That's that's how you pay for the game. Just give them 20 bucks, be good with it. So like, if you're not convinced that this game is for you, because it sounds like there's lots of predatory bullshit with Gotcha, some people may not have played a Gotcha game before and not know what they're getting into because the game looks so appealing, right? What I'm about to tell our audience is for the immediate future, you should subscribe or follow a victim of gaming slash twitch.tv. Wait, that's backwards. And watch Victim play it because that's what convinced me. I'm like, damn, okay, I really need to try this game. Oh, the Switch version isn't out yet. I watched Victim play it and it looks fun as fuck, dude. Like, holy shit. If you hate Victim, because some of us do, hey. not pointing my fingers. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Top Donor, okay. <laughs> not Top Donor, thank you very much. But every Did Hydro pass you? Sub, every single one of your subs better thank me. Um, <laughs> Uh, I have another buddy who just started streaming. He's a real life friend of mine in Dylan's, and he's been playing a lot of Genshin Impact. Every once in a while, he plays a little bit of Among Us, and I've been kind of whoring him out. So I want to do that here on this platform. And if either of you have a problem, fight me. It's uh, twitch.tv slash Jimmy Noobtron, except the O in Tron is a zero. It's a great name. Okay. He has a fantastic name. Send me the link. I'll make sure it's in the show notes. My door to the office has opened. I was about to hit the stop button. I've had lots of soju. <laughs> come here. Actually, come here. I can edit it out if it's not good. I've had lots What's of up? soju. Hi. Hello. Hey. Walk closer to the microphone. Hello. Uh. Hello. Hello. So, funny story. Hold on, while hold on, hold talking on. on the podcast, Sarge uh, I, I has petition, been shitposting. I petitioned to and get he, rid of Dylan. She sounds way better on the mic. What the fuck was that? It sounded like she, she can't was, hear you because I'm wearing headphones. I know, but it sounded like she, it sounded like she was on an entirely different setup. Because <laughs> she's standing five feet away. So earlier, uh, so Sarge better. has been shitposting while we record and he's not talking and he was like, he tagged you, I don't know if you saw it, he's like, oh my god, Dylan called another girl hot. I was talking about the cosplay chick that taught us how to play Cards Against Humanity at PAX that one year, yeah. that was wearing a maid outfit. She was hot, right? Am I remembering it right? Or was that another girl? It was another girl. It was just a regular lady. Oh, it was just a regular lady. Yeah, she I'm thinking of a different hot chick in a maid outfit. <laughs> was there ever a hot chick in a maid outfit? We need to know. Yeah, like, I don't think this exists. There was no shortage of hot chicks and maid outfits at PAX Prime 2015, correct? Yes. No shortage. She, she said yes. Cosplayers are hot, dude. Welcome to the Melon Mancy outro. I'm pretty sure that's not what we lead with, but hey, here we are. You can find us at uh, melonmancy.net slash listen. Uh, and melomancy.net slash contact us is also in the thing that I was supposed to say. Hi. <laughs> and so Dylan died and had too much soju. So you can follow me at shitposter.club slash irony212. <laughs>
You should do that. I'm Sarge. You can follow Victim at Twitter dot com slash mm underscore victim since he forgot who he was you can follow me on ship poster club slash sarge the barge or on twitter sarge the barge da and guys i just have to remind you that when life gives you melons you're dyslexic <laughs>